Fingers Malloy, it has been just an amazing week. So many things going on. You have, this past week, the 82nd anniversary of Pearl Harbor, which is worthy of remembrance. You have Repeal Day. December 5th is known as Repeal Day, the repeal of the 18th Amendment, the implementation of the 21st Amendment, which means prohibition is gone and we can drink once again. And just so we could be in touch with Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation and nearly everybody across the country, you and I both have some kind of weird cold. Yes. And we didn't even share the same glass. No, we did not. But the night's young. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And cold or not, we are smoking, people. This is the CLE. I never know if it's pronounced Chele or Kele or Chell. It's from CLE. This is Christian Aroa. So Aroa Cigars, Asylum Cigars, and of course, the entire CLE line. This is a very, very pretty 5 by 50 box press, which means it's uh, yeah, five inches long. <laughs> that always makes fingers boy laugh. It's, it's been four years, and he's still laughing like that. That's, that's legit. It's from his soul right there. And 50 is the ring gauge, the diameter of the cigar, or how thick it is around. <laughs> Again, with the laughter. So a 64 ring gauge would be a full one inch around. The reason uh, for this Connecticut, you know, it's not that smoking a bigger cigar would be more of a problem if you're not feeling 100%. Guys, if you're not up to having the cigar, don't have the cigar. It is okay because there is something really weird about saying, you know, I can't really taste it, but I'm going to smoke it anyway. That's, that's the sign of, you know what, maybe you're not valuing your time well enough. The purpose of the cigar is to enjoy it. And if you can't get the flavor out of it, my God, stop. See, I feel like in situations like these where I've got a little head cold thing going on, yes, is it going to have an impact on my palate? Yes. But I'm getting something out of the cigar, you know, flavor-wise, but also the relaxation of smoking a cigar, which, Tony, makes me feel better. All right, look, if that's the way you want to talk about it, you're just wrong. (laughs) All I'm saying is that if you can't get enjoyment out of it because you're not enjoying the cigar, because you're not feeling 100%, don't. It's okay to go a few days without a cigar. I will tell you this is my first cigar in six days. Really? And for me, that's an eternity. And I'm a a two-cigar-a-day person. Have the lounges been calling you to ask you if you're okay? I have received flowers Saying we're sorry for your loss. <laughs> people assumed that there was a that there was a problem. There is not a problem. This is a, an Ecuadorian uh, Connecticut wrapper right here, Nicaraguan in the binder and the filler. We have just lit this up, fingers, Malloy. Uh, what do you got? I got a cold, so I'm having a little bit of a problem. Uh, but I, I will say this: I'm getting some leather and some spice off of this stick, and that's about it. And I don't know if there's this cigar has more to offer than that. Uh, unfortunately, because of how I feel and how I've got a lot of stuff going on in my nose, uh, that's all I'm getting. See, my stuff is in my chest. Mm. So flavor-wise, I'm having no issues whatsoever. I get everything out of the cigar. And I do think it has a little bit of, of, of spice to it. 
And I do think it has some, some thickness uh, to it as, as well, almost a breadiness uh, going on. Uh, as far as Connecticut's go, this one's got a little more punch to it. I think there are a lot of people who would put this in the medium category, not necessarily as a mild cigar, um, and make this work nicely for the golf course and things and things like it. From CLE, CLECigars.com. Again, is it the Chile? Is it the Chell? Is it the Chelly? Is it the Chile? I don't know the answer. Christian Aroa, what's the answer? I don't, I don't actually know the answer. What I know is we've smoked the 25th anniversary. We've done a, a bunch of different versions, and I love the fact that there are different versions and different things you can try. You know what? I respect the brand. I respect what they're doing. We're not breaking the bank here by any stretch, and we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're just trying to make something good. At least that's how I feel they view it. And we, as, as the user of it, the smoker, we just want something that will work for us, that we can enjoy, that will do the job. Now, we've had a lot of box presses on this show. To me, this is more rectangular uh, than some of the other box presses. I, and it has a little different mouthfeel than a lot of the box presses we had. Or uh, Is it just me? or Oh, it's totally your head cold. It's totally your head cold. You're at... It's it's more rectangular. Yeah, it's like a flatter. You mean oblong? Okay, oblong. Whatever. No, dude, it's a regular box press. Huh? What are you? What are you even talking? I feel about? like it's wider in the mouth than uh, some of the box presses we've had in the past. When you go to to put it in your mouth and have a draw. With well, I guess that would depend. On uh, the diameter of the ring gauge of, of the other cigars. Yeah. This is a 50. If you are doing like a 54 box press, it's going to have a very different mouthfeel. But, you know, the, the whole idea of head cold, the whole idea of not feeling 100%, the standard normal things are all of a sudden not normal. The everyday things, the everyday maneuvering is no longer the everyday. And so all of those things can feel different. When we talk about getting out your notebooks, by the way, get out your notebook. What did you eat today? What did you drink today? What is the weather today? All that can affect your palate. And the weather for December in Indianapolis, Indiana, stunning. Absolutely incredible, incredible weather. We should be really doing the show outside. Like, that's that's how good it's been. We're both sick. And? Why do we want to do that outside? Because it's nice out. But it's hay fever season. That's not in any way uh, true. But if you're like, if you're feeling a certain way, if you're feeling a, I don't know, a bit under the weather, you're feeling a bit whatever, write that down. Take note of that in your notebook where you write down what's going on with the cigar because that could have an effect on, on, on the whole experience. That's, that's a very good point and one that you've never really raised before. Maybe it's because we're doing the show for the first time when both of us are under the weather, but it's always, what did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? Not... How are you feeling, champ? Right. <laughs> no, that hasn't it, been a part it, of it. It, it. it did make me think of it. And like, you know, how you're feeling is certainly going to be a, a part of it. And then take the cigar, break it into thirds in your mind. First third, second third, final third. What are the flavors you get from each third? Then when you try that cigar two months from now or six months from now, you compare the notes, kind of get the through lines. What did you really, what flavors did you really get out of the cigar? What do you really like about it? Okay, can we add another column besides what did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? How you feeling, champ? How's your mood? Can we put that in there too? I guess you could. 
No, mood would play a part. See, I thought we were having a business meeting right now about the uh, eat, drink, smoke, cigar, journal, slash notebook that we're going to come out with sometime in 2024. Uh, we were not. We were actually doing a show. Oh, drat. You understand there are microphones in front of you right now. You know what? I'm always the last to know these things. I also love that you still use the word drat. Thank you. From CLE. Is it the Chele? Is it the Chell? C-H-E-L-E. This is the Ecuadorian rapper. Five by 50 box press. Is it in your humidor? Well, we'll get to the cost coming up in a little bit. The Premium Cigar Association has a new member of their executive committee, and we're about to hear from him. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy, along with Tony Katz. Find our book, Let's Go Barbecue, Recipes, Tips, and Tales from the Pit. It would make a great Christmas gift. It is available over at Amazon.com. Now, Christian Aurora of CLE Cigars is joining us. Tony talked to him at the Premium Cigar Association trade show. And the news this week from the Premium Cigar Association, Christian has been elected to serve on the PCA Executive Committee. His term will begin March of 2024. Now the PCA has moved their trade show from summer to spring of next year in Las Vegas. And then they're making a big move in 2025. They are moving the Premium Cigar Association trade show out of Las Vegas and taking it to the Big Easy. New Orleans. Christian joins Tony to talk about moving the trade show from Las Vegas to New Orleans. They also discuss the new product lines coming out from CLE Cigars. And they also discuss the global cigar market, the shortage of Cuban cigars in Europe, and how CLE hopes to continue to grow on a global level. It's Christian Aurora right there. So, by the way, the PCA is going to move 2025 to New Orleans. How do you feel? Yeah. I actually feel pretty. Hey, I was on the board, man. So I was, I was, I was, I was making a decision. So I love the decision. No, hey, listen, we, we've done for 20 something years. We've always talked about the dates of the trade show. Because usually what happened, the trade show was July, August, historically. And what would end up happening is that the products start shipping in September, October. So most of our customers, you know, most of the Eastern Seaboard, which is a big chunk in the Midwest, they would miss the turns on the product. So we decided to move the trade show to the first or second quarter of the year and sometime in the spring that we, that we are able to get the product into the stores, right? Where the season's kicking in, right. which is June, July, August. So for 20 something years, we talked about it. We finally did it. We do Vegas March next year. Then we get New Orleans 2025. New Orleans is a great city to entertain in. The food is fantastic. Vegas is awesome. Not going to take anything away from Las Vegas. Right. Las Vegas is great, but I think also as manufacturers, because of the union work and all that kind of stuff, it's Vegas is a very expensive city to work in. So we're able to entertain a lot better and do a lot more for our customers in a place like New Orleans. So you go uh, to New Orleans in 2025, but let's talk about what we've got here all in right. 2023. What has been some of the big releases for uh, CLE? What have you been, uh, for, I should say, for Arella, CLE being one of the many, many pieces <laughs> of it. What have been some of the big releases for you? Well, it's the first time that we get involved in the aromatic cigar world. Okay. So we came out with uh, four different ones. We have one called the uh, Asylum Cool Brew. And we have one called the Asylum 867, the Auntie, the Midnight Oil, and the Zero. These are cigars that were designed from the guys at, uh, at the Sturgis Rally from Deadwood, South Dakota. Deadwood Tobacco is going to have a different name. And if you follow the cigar world at all, there was a little controversy there be between uh, Drew Estate and the guys at Deadwood. So 
we backed out, let them settle their own uh, situation. Right. I think it's going to work out well. Both parties are being very fair. doesn't seem like it, but they're actually being a lot more fair than you think. And uh, of course, we have the PCA exclusive cigars, which is we have one for Asylum, we have one for Eroa, and another one for CLE. And these are cigars that we started doing in 2021. Right there you go. There. These are cigars we started doing in 2021 because uh, it was trying to get customers to start coming back to the trade show and pull everybody out of their caves because mm -hmm. uh, we want to make sure that the trade show had to survive after the COVID, just like everything else. Right. So the industry pulled together in a very nice way and we were able to pull this thing off. So a few of us kept the uh, kept the uh, PCAs coming. So this, so this PCA exclusive, I mean, that is a beautiful looking wrapper. Thank you. That that brown with a bit of mottled black in there. What is the composition of this? Ah, you're asking tricky questions. I try my try my best. Not, no, there's a there's a Maduro cigar. The wrapper is a Mexican seed grown in Honduras, and then the filler and binder is um, Honduran. And we're using some of the South American tobacco from a new farm that we're developing. And the cool thing about this, hold the box. You got, got it. it. Cool thing about this box is we patented this lid, so the lid itself becomes an ashtray. So this is perfect. What I use it for, I get invited to somebody's house. People expect me to bring cigars. I bring the box, and it's a party in a box kind of a thing. We make cigars. We don't sell boxes, but I just wanted to make sure we we commented on the addition right. of the box, which is something that works out fairly well. You know, it's funny. People look at that and say, oh, a gimmick. But the, there's there's a little bit of there's a little bit of truth to that marketing about how something needs to go together and how the experience needs to be delivered. Practicality, man. Got to make it work. By the way, I saw Practicality Man open up for Oingo Boingo in 1988. Oh, nice. A good nice. show. It's a good <laughs> show. You're welcome, Fingers. You're welcome. Use the joke. Uh, you, your company, and we've talked about this before, so many different cigars. I'm starting to wonder how that doesn't lead to a level of diminishing returns. Does there come a moment where it's just too damn much stuff and yes. you got to focus on X number of core lines? You're absolutely correct. All right. So when we started this company with CLE, it was Asylum, Iroa. The company is 11 years old now. So we can say we're reaching our maturity stage and you know, almost we're almost a teenager, right? So we begin to understand our personality, who we are a lot better. In the last three, four years, we've cut a lot of products. We've cut, we will cut more products next year. By 2024, you'll see a few less offerings. Okay. No, we'll add one or two more. But uh, we, our whole thing is to trim down, not to have that many offerings, to really know exactly what works for us and, and doesn't work. And works for the audience, uh, your, your user. Yeah, listen, man, we're, we're trying to get to a point where someone who smokes a cigar, whether it's in the United States and worldwide, because now it's, it's no longer, used to be 98% of our sales were based in the United States. Now we're in 59 different countries. So now it's more of a global approach. So we have to make sure that the product that we offer is something that that, that that anybody in in Central Africa would enjoy or in the Middle East. Because now, and someone that smokes cigars begins to trust your blends and your style and, and they, they, they kind of get a liking. And there's a signature that we have in our blends. Mm. And that's what we try to offer and make sure we offer the, true to the, that we stay true to our core. I've heard a couple people at, at the show, at the PCA show, talk about selling in, in Europe. And certainly there's been a dearth, uh, a lack of Cuban cigars, which they're very used mm -hmm. to, that has allowed for an opportunity to, to reach into those markets. Has international become the way to go in order to be a cigar manufacturer, a cigar company that flourishes? You have to be everywhere. You have to be worldwide. Listen, the, the, there's been a tremendous amount of globalization and communication and, and especially in trade, what a consumer sees on social media, he or she wants to consume. 
And that on-demand, uh, the desire exists in Europe as well. So we've had to set up warehouses in Europe. So yes, we have to be everywhere. Oh, listen, you don't need to be anywhere. I mean, you could just sell cigars in the U.S., you'll be happy. But our vision is more of a, a long-term vision. Mm -hmm. you know, when we look at every decision we make on a 30-year sunset. Never in our history have we had a chance to enter Europe in the Middle East like we have now. And we're going to seize the opportunity every single moment. Look at last year, I think I was in the U.S. probably nine, 10 weeks all year. And this, this year is looking pretty much the same thing because we have to open up these things. It, it would be irresponsible for me as a business person and as a family business person mm. to not take advantage of this opening. So uh, for us, the answer for me is yes, it's necessary for our company. It's Christian Aurora right there. Find the cigars near you. It, your local tobacconist has something this man makes and you should go get it immediately, <laughs> if not sooner. All right, Tony, thanks a lot, buddy. Pleasure, man. Good luck. Absolutely. If you want more information on CLE Cigars, check out their website, clecigars.com. And don't forget, you can find everything we do over at Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation over at our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Every now and then, the people, the members, the joyful brood that is Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation, they reach out with questions to myself and Fingers Malloy. And it is our duty, as ordained in the literature of cigar smokers. There's literature. You, you said duty. It's our job to answer those questions. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. And our book, Let's Go Barbecue, Recipes, Tips, and Tales from the Pit, available at Amazon.com. The perfect Christmas gift. Get it at Amazon. Let's go BBQ from Tony Katz and Fingers Malloy of Eat, Drink, Smoke, which is this show you're listening to right now. Fingers Malloy, who wrote in a question and what is it? We have a question from Ernie F. And Ernie writes... name. Ernie writes, Dear Casey. No, he did, <laughs> <laughs> he did not. You almost hit the voice. <laughs> that was solid. Dear Casey. Ernie writes, after the rare occasion when I smoke a cigar, my wife spends days removing the cigar smoke smell from whenever it is I was wearing. Since you guys smoke multiple cigars a day, how do you handle this, or are you and the family just used to that aroma? Okay, so there are two ways to answer this question. Uh, and the first is... New wife. Uh, oh, oh, that's uncalled The first for. one is, sometimes you have to know when to cut your losses, Ernie. Wow. All right? Or as, as his friends call him, Big E. <laughs> Big E, sometimes you got to know, you know what? Later, kitten. And you got to go, yeah, yeah, that's right. Later, kitten. You got to find somebody new. I have a feeling this is the first time Ernie has been called kitten. No, he has to say to his soon-to-be ex-wife, Oh, later, you're calling Ernie kitten. No, 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 no. Ernie's not kitten. Ernie's a man. Ernie's a man's man, although I call men kitten all the time. Uh, so the answer to the question is, there is no good answer. This is the truth. There are people who tell you, you can try this remedy, you know, get changed in the, in the garage, leave the clothes, uh, put them in the freezer, and it'll kill the, the smell. It's not that these things don't necessarily work. It's that if somebody has a nose for the smell, nothing's going to work. <laughs> it just won't work. Yeah. I, uh, my family hates the smell of cigar smoke. 
And I hear about it every time I walk in the house when I return from uh, the lounge because we're surrounded by it. Even though they've got a fantastic air filtration system here at Blend Bar Cigar, still people are smoking cigars around me. Uh, but I really think it depends on the situation and how you can avoid some of this stuff. Like uh, During the summer, I smoke outside, and there's not much of a cigar odor after I'm done because I may be on your face. Go wash up, obviously. Uh, in the winter, if you're smoking you know, in your garage or whatever, Tony, you brought it up earlier. What about a smoking jacket? Have you ever thought about getting yourself a smoking jacket? I, I, I love the idea. So a smoking jacket is, you know, they're usually very opulent in the velvets and things like that. And it's a way of not getting smoke on your other clothes. You change into that, and then you enter the lounge or wherever it is. So specific clothes to wear when you are smoking cigars. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. And it doesn't have to be a traditional smoking jacket. It could be a certain sweater. You've got two sweaters and, and, and a pair of jeans that, that you wear for the lounge and, and when you're casual. And that's what you wear. That's what you do. Yeah, I got to tell you, it, just as far as my clothes go, we just use regular laundry detergent. Once the clothes are washed, I have never had a situation where the cigar smoke stays in the clothes after they go through a wash cycle. But again, people, uh, their, their noses are different. And I'm not going to sit here and talk about Biggie's wife. Like, like somehow she's got a problem. You just told him he needs to go get a divorce is what you Clearly he doesn't want to do that because he loves his wife. Big E is a man of commitment and faith. And Big E is not going to walk away. He's going to find a way to make this work because he is a believer in the vows. And that man is committed. Give him a hand, Fingers Malloy. Give him a hand. That's, that's an American right there. You know that's you an just, American male. You know what you just did? What? You made me start believing in love again. Is that right? Yes. Uh, but there is no good way to do it. There is no good way to do it, and anybody who says otherwise is, is trying to sell you some snake oil. Now, try the snake oil. I mean, feel free. Maybe there's something that will work for your wife where she's like, oh, yeah, this, that's fine. I don't know every nose, but in terms of a, how does my family deal with it, my family knows I smoke cigars. My family knows I sometimes smell like cigars, and my family gives me a hug every time I walk in the house. Now, is sna- that's that. Is snake actually considered one of the essential oils? Ah, uh, snake, wombat, <laughs> and grapeseed. I believe, I believe those are the key essential oils. So, I figured we're done with this topic. So let me. Let me <laughs> Thank you for the question, yes. Ernie. We really do appreciate it. I bought a new. Grill. What? In, in air quotes. I bought a new grill. I haven't tried it yet, though. When, when, the, yes. when the hell did this happen? Well, to give you an idea of what kind of grill it is, I bought it at Kohl's. Did you? You bought a grill at Kohl's? I bought a gr- grill, using air quotes, at Kohl's. At Kohl's. Did you use Kohl's? Ca- what do you mean you bought a grill at Kohl's? Well, see, here's the deal. You like know, a kettle grill? You, you know me. I am uh, the king of the small kitchen appliance. Oh, holy hell. And one of uh, the great producers of small kitchen appliances uh, are the folks at Ninja. You did not. So. You bought it? Yeah. I bought the Ninja Wood Fire Outdoor Grill and Smoker. It's seven in one, Tony. It's a 
barbecue smoker. It's a grill. It's an air fryer. Plus, you can bake, roast, dehydrate, broil, uh, and martinize. That's what you can do with this. So, fingers. <laughs> I would say I'm so disappointed in you. Uh-huh. Fingers. I would say that is such a ridiculous, nonsensical, you are going to use it once. It's going to just take up room in your kitchen kind of purchase. Fingers, I would tell you that you are a man who just likes to throw away your money. Uh-huh. I bought a Ninja Creamy from Kohl's three weeks ago. <laughs> Make your own ice cream, milkshakes, gelato, and it martinizes. <laughs> is there anything Ninja can't do? We used to, before our coffee pot now, which is the Technoborm, we had a Ninja. Thought yeah. it did a great job. The Technoborm is better. By far. So no what is? Uh, so I went over the whole thing. Have you tried? I, I have not tried this grill yet. You only put in a handful of pellets in this. And it, it is pellets. Yeah, it's a pellet grill. Yeah, and uh, you can smoke. I've seen people smoke uh, ten pound briskets on this thing. A full turkey. How big is this thing? Big enough to uh, smoke a full turkey and a, a ten pound brisket. Well, listen, full turkey can mean different things to different people. I've got a grill right now. Uh, it's a uh, master-built 560 Gravity Series, and it's a little bit of a process to get the thing going. And if I just want a quick burger, if I just want to throw some hot dogs on the grill, I wanted something a little bit simpler. And I got this for darn near half off when it came to Kohl's, Kohl's Cash. Uh, here's a 20% off coupon. Oh, and here's another 10% coupon. So I was like, oh, I, I'm real. I'm saving money by buying this you thing. You know, if you had added a couple of seashells and some beads, they would have thrown in Manhattan. <laughs> so I'm assuming uh, in 2024, for those who uh, actually care about Ninja Woodfire content, I may be doing a, a few videos uh, that you'll be able to see over at eDrinkSmokeShow.com. I want to see if the stuff comes out good. It supposedly makes fantastic, crispy smoked wings because it's an air fryer, but you can put use the smoke feature. Can I tell you... That as a country, as a nation, we've become a little too loose with the concept of air fryers. <laughs> Everything's an air fryer. Everything's an air fryer. And I'm like, what is an air fryer? And people are like, well, it's a convection oven. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so why do you just call it a convection oven? I found out last week my 2017 Chevy Volt is actually an air fryer. I had no idea. It pays to read the owner's manual, Tony. Adventures from Fingers Kitchen coming in 2024. Oh yeah, we're we're uh, next weekend. Uh, the 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 ninja will the ninja the creamy from Ninja will be utilized. When you're not feeling 100 percent and the weather's getting chilly, some people will tell you that chicken soup is the answer. My grandmother did, and she was not wrong. She was not wrong at all. Samesies, the key ingredient for grandma's chicken soup, whiskey. It's that's a different chicken soup. Oh. That's the hot toddy, which is what we've got in front of us. It's eat, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, and Fingers, the old granddad, 114, oh. a 114 proof. Got a little bit of lemon juice, a little bit of honey, a little bit of a lemon twist in here. Ooh, I've got the chest cold. He's got the head cold. To your health, fingers, Malloy. Here's mud in your eye. We had hot toddies made just for that. Fingers, that's a beautiful... Oh, it smells like health. Yes, it does. It smells like health. Now, so on the nose for me, and I'm having a difficult time on the nose because I have a head cold, it's mostly lemon. Yeah. 
mostly lemon, even though there is honey in it. And of course, you can usually spot old granddad 114 in your glass. I'm not even getting any of the old granddad. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of lemon, but it's tempered. And that's what the old granddad and, uh, and, and the honey are, are doing. So hot toddy is one of those standards. It's a traditional. Basically, it's for people who want a hot drink, but understand that tea is disgusting. <laughs> and, so, and so they go for the hot toddy. Do we have to even wait, Fingers? You ready for this? Oh, I've been ready for this all day. We're just going both in together, L'Chaim. Oh, oh yeah. It's, I feel better already. <laughs> I'm going to climb Kilimanjaro. It's medicinal. Oh, hold on. Yeah, that is good. That you, you get the whiskey, uh, you, or you get the bourbon, you get the the lemon, and you can get that that hint of honey. Right. And is there a zest? I think there's a zest. There in might there. be a zest, a stickle in there. <laughs> Look, um, no matter what, we do this show. That's that's our rule, and we keep at it. We keep doing it, and we do it for you. We drink Smoke Nation, but there are sometimes you're not feeling a hundred percent. There's, uh, you know. Something very relaxing about the hot dotty, something joyfully medicinal about it. Because what you want when, when you're not feeling well is what you want is that hot water. And certainly the lemon and honey have their own levels of property, uh, properties that, that, that will help and open you up and a little bit of that sweet. You want some flavors in there. <clears throat> but the, the adding of the bourbon, especially something like Old Granddad, which is still, still, Pound for pound, dollar for dollar, the best bourbon out there for the money. This is right on. This feels good. Okay, the only thing this is missing for me. It could be a little hotter for me. Well, a little hotter. Uh, Also, I I like a cinnamon stick in my hot toddy. Do you? I love cinnamon with a C, not an S. Whole different conversation. That's true. Uh, But also, there's something about seeing that cinnamon stick in the hot toddy that screams, yeah, this is that medicinal <laughs> bourbon drink that I've uh, grown as an adult to absolutely love when I'm under the weather. I like cinnamon in small supply. So yeah. um, I- I'm not a big fan of like, you know, like on a, like a Christmassy coffee, they'll sprinkle cinnamon. I don't like any of that. But cinnamon crunch donuts, I can eat 112. <laughs> So, so there, there's an example. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, it's a little too much sugar in, in, in that cinnamon. But the donut, 112. Uh, so are there any other things that you like to do besides uh, get plenty of fluids, rest, when you're battling something like this? Uh, so you, You've already eliminated cigars. <laughs> you yeah. don't smoke the cigars. Well, and if I have a head cold like you, if I have like like a... Stuff knows. No, there's no sense in doing a cigar. What I have left is a little bit of like chest congestion mm-hmm. is, is, is what to call it. And, and what I have found fascinating is that everybody I know, everywhere I know them across the country is or knows somebody who is sick. Yeah. Has some kind of cold thing going on. And yet no panic. No one is screaming at lockdown. No one's screaming, where is the vaccine to take? Sometimes in winter, people get sick. Now, there are some things that are a little elevated this year. We're hearing that respiratory syncytial virus, which is something that affects 
young children. Is that the white lung? No. The white lung thing is a question of pneumonia. Okay. And so in Warren County, Ohio, there was a pretty large concentration. When I say pretty large concentration, only at the la- my last check, which was last week, 142 cases. But for them, for the county, to have that many younger people have this issue, it, it, it rang some alarm bells. And then, of course, there was Beijing and other spots in China that were having these mass rushes to hospitals. And with all due respect, if China is going to say, oh, no, it's just some regular everyday flu stuff, it's no big deal. COVID, I'm not believing, and I think a large part of America is is not believing. But even with all of of this uh, going on, and the RSV, which is now affecting some, some teenagers, no one is panicking. And I am overjoyed by the fact that maybe we have, in the main, gotten to the place where it's, yeah, it's winter and people are sick. Huh. I wonder what's on TV. Exactly. And they're not losing their damn minds. Now, I have seen an increase of uh, people out there wearing masks. And if you're doing that on your own, God bless you. That's fine. It it doesn't have an impact on my life whatsoever. Uh, But we're not seeing any kind of push so far, uh, now you, you follow this a lot more closely than I yeah. do on college campuses or uh, school districts, the, the no, masking I ha- up. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it on college campuses. I have seen a couple of hospitals say they're going to limit the number of visitors ah. that, that they have because of, of some of these issues. But I haven't seen that en masse, and certainly I'm concerned with any hospital doing such a thing. I, I think it's a, 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 a mistake. But I have not seen... And mass this happening. So the hot toddy is not necessarily doctor recommended. I can say that, you know, as your physician, you should be drinking a hot toddy right now. What I can tell you is there is a reason classically why people go down these roads. The chicken soup, which my wife made earlier this week. Yes, we make our own. Um, the, The hot toddy. There are some classic things that throughout time have proven not to cure you, but to make you feel better. And there's nothing wrong with that because in the end, especially if it's viral, it's going to be over when it's over. It runs its course. There's no antibiotic to take or anything else like that. It's just going to do what it does. That's why I love the hot toddy. I I usually follow uh, the hot toddy up. With Vicks Vapor Rub. No, I don't consume it, but I, you know, put it on the the chest. Do you really oh, use Vicks Vapor Rub? Oh, I love Vicks Vapor Rub, but you don't want to have it on you while you're drinking the hot toddy because obviously it is will that have, with like the menthol and stuff? Yes. Oh, well, first of all, I love the smell of menthol and like uh, you know other things like like tea tree oil. I use. I don't really need it, but I use tea tree oil shampoo because I love the smell of tea tree oil. It's it smells better than snake oil. I can tell you that. Uh, really? Yes, but I I do love that. So. Uh, yeah, this followed by some Vicks Vapor Rub and a uh, 14-hour nap does fingers good. That's 14-hour nap sounds all right. That's I, I think I think we may that might be medically approved. I'm not so sure. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Eat Drink Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Our hot toddies are gone. Everybody, a little old granddad 114. A little bit of lemon juice, lemon rind in there. A little bit of honey to bring some sweet and balance it all out. Serve and feel better as I'm finishing up a chest cold. 
Fingers Malloy dealing with a head cold and smoking along with it. That's right. Smoking along with it. The CLE Robusto, the 5x50 box press. And I never know. It's C-H-E-L-E is what they call it. Chile? Chel? Chile? Chile? I'm never, ever sure. Somebody from Aroa, have, from, uh, from Christian Aroa's uh, world, has to tell me how to pronounce it. The Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper with the Nicaraguan binder and filler. I'm into the final third of this cigar. It's only a, a, a five-inch cigar. The spice is not overwhelming, but I get why people put this as a medium-strength Connecticut wrapper cigar. It's a lovely cigar that'll work for most every moment in your life at $8 a stick. Yeah, at $8 a stick. Definitely have some in my humidor. And, uh, you know, a lot of times on a Sunday morning, I'll start with the Connecticut. But like you said, there's a little bit more of a a spice on this than uh, a lot of the Connecticut's we've had in the past. So um, I can still see starting my day with it. It's not overly spicy, uh, but there's that uh, that leather's kind of subsided for me. That breadiness that you talked about uh, is there. The hot toddy, Tony. I've kept it neat. I didn't put did? I didn't put a big rock on it. I didn't put any cool water. And I gotta say, I'm enjoying it neat. And I'm gonna keep it neat. Good for you. Thank Good you. for you. Yeah, it was a hot toddy kind of day, and especially as you're getting in uh, to. Uh, the holiday season. You might want to have one. If you want to know how to make one, get our book, Let's Go Bar- Let's Go Bourbon. Let's Go Barbecue is how to make brisket. Let's Go Bourbon is how to make a hot toddy. It's also the bourbon reader you've always needed. The basic rules, laws, facts about bourbon. It's not war and peace, people. It's just a good reference guide available at Amazon.com. Let's Go Bourbon and Let's Go Barbecue. Let's Go BBQ. Both available at Amazon.com. Get them both. For, for your friends uh, who are celebrating Hanukkah, right? Uh, Christmas, uh, Arbor Day will be here before you know it. Before you know it. Ten copies. It's time, Fingers Malloy, and a happy Hanukkah, one and all. Yes. Everybody, big Hanukkah weekend. It's time for News of the Week. Tony, a Jewish woman was kicked out of a coffee house in California after complaining about anti-Semitic graffiti scrawled all over the bathroom, and she got berated by workers. I don't know if you've seen this video. Oh, I've seen the video, Fingers. It's gross. So let's make sure we understand what what has happened here. Uh, this was not a Starbucks. No. That was first. I checked that first. This woman went into the bathroom, and there was graffiti in the bathroom. And the graffiti read, Free Palestine. Now, I'm not here... Although, if you ask me in my personal life, you ask me in my other radio life, what I think I will tell you, clearly, Israel has the right to exist and the right to defend itself. I say that. Fingers Malloy says that. Uh, I, we, we're not here to, to lose listeners and fans, but as, as a, just a concept, we're not going to shy away from, from that concept. But if somebody's going to want to carry a sign or do whatever they can do what they want, it is America. Why you would have that in your bathroom of your, of your coffee shop doesn't make sense to me. Whatever. The woman sees this in the bathroom. She exits the bathroom, and I don't know if she goes to get her phone, she wants to record or what have you. When she walks back to the bathroom, she's met by two rotund women. What? What's the matter, Fingers? This is theater of the mind. I'm here to paint the picture. You're painting a picture. Go right ahead. Two rotund 
clearly never been kissed women. Wow. What? Uh, What is the problem? What, am I going to leap to their defense? (laughs) Have I I said anything that is untrue? No, and they're horrible people, in my opinion. Too rotund, never been kissed, (laughs) absolutely have body odor women. Wow. This is look, this is my take. I could be wrong. I could I could be wrong. They could just be portly. I don't know. The camera adds 80 pounds. I'm not sure, Fingers Malloy. How many cameras were on them? Ah, uh, 106. And the woman's like, I'd like to enter the bathroom. And they say no. What do you mean, no? You can leave. I'm a patron. I want to use the bathroom, she says. To which the male barista says. Well, we know how you was it you Israelis. We, I got the quote okay. right here. Here's the money quote. Israel loves taking private property and saying it's their own. That's what he said. We know Israel loves taking private property and saying it's their own. Oh. Now, should I discuss the fact that if he was a real socialist, he wouldn't even believe in private property? <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to mix the metaphors, if you will. Don't going to confuse people that much. And she keeps wanting to go in. They won't let her. Some other server's like, well, look, we've got the restaurant over here. You can use our restroom. No, I want to use this restroom. And then the woman says, with the, who's now got her phone out, well, if, if you believe this, why won't you let him, why don't you let us show it? And then they were like, oh, yeah, of course, show it. And so she walks in the bathroom, looks around, shares the graffiti. And then the guy is like, oh, yeah, we love it. We free Palestine. We love it. This is where we're at. It, 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 and it's, we're, we're not talking about people who may have, have some level of philosophical difference or question. These people don't know what they're saying. These people are dense, dullards, fools, and tools. None of these people should ever reproduce because their children would be just terrible. And I would feel bad for the kids. Imagine these people as parents. Yeah. And what, what's amazing about this, too, is usually if you had a situation like this, if there was offensive graffiti in a bathroom and a customer complained about it, usually you would hope that the staff would say, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. We will go in and clean that up right away. Is there anything we can do to uh, uh, make you feel better about our establishment? No, they wanted to run her out because apparently she is Israel. Right. She's, by herself. Yes, all by herself. And I'm looking for, uh, I, I saw it earlier, the name of the coffee house is Farley's East, and this was in Oakland, California. Of course uh, it was. Uh, and they posted on their on their Facebook page, which apparently, uh, from what I'm seeing, is no longer on Facebook. It has been uh, removed. Uh, that uh, they apologized, that it was unacceptable, and that, uh, and I'm paraphrasing this because the statement is not in front of me right now, uh, because apparently there is no more Farley's East on Facebook. They said, uh, we're going to retrain our employees. Retrain them? You should be fired. No question. Uh, you need to go now. You should well, not work here anymore. Blocking someone from the bathroom is reason, I think, to, to fire somebody. What retraining is going to happen? To retrain, and if if, if you ask yourself, if you break it down, we don't engage in political talk in our establishment. We serve people coffee. 
What I'm telling you is we've raised an entire generation, multiple generations, to, be to believe that anything they have to say is important and anybody who tries to stop them is wrong and an oppressor. So they'll never stop because society says they're not only allowed to, they're empowered to. So what exactly do you think you're going to retrain here? Yeah. This problem is so much larger than just this one coffee house. But if, if you've got a staff that wants to engage their political opinion with me, as opposed to just giving me the coffee... All right, I'm going to go somewhere else because I don't want your political opinion at all. I've seen part of the statement. We apologize for this error and the distress caused to the customer. We've taken corrective measures with our staff and removed the offensive graffiti. What does corrective measures with our staff mean? It sounds like uh, we've, your we've had staff a hates, doesn't understand anything about what's going on, but decided that Israel is the enemy and felt empowered to make fun of a woman. And, and keep her from a bathroom. I don't, know, I don't know what they think they're going to fix. It's Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to one and all, Thank Tony. you, fingers. And listen, I am uh, not of the Jewish faith. What? I was told this was a kosher radio show. <laughs> I am very interested in how you celebrate Hanukkah. Specifically, let's, let's, let's get right down to it. Let's talk turkey. Well, not actual turkey. I want to know what typical Hanukkah food is. What you feast on during the s seven, nine, eight, eight. There you go. Eight nights of Hanukkah. Of Hanukkah. It's eat, drink, smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy, Gentile. He's Fingers <laughs> Malloy. Or he's Tony Katz. I screwed it up. Oh, I had it right there. Oh, it's gold. He's Tony Katz, Jewish American. Right. And there's a list, Tony. There is always a list, fingers. From Eat This, Not That, the 13 best traditional Hanukkah foods everyone should try. So first things first, Hanukkah, not a major holiday. The only reason it gets a lot of play is because it comes in December and they connected it. Oh, so it's like the Jewish Christmas. Yeah, sure. Whatever, whatever gets you through the night. It's fine. And it, it's the, 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 the fight of the Maccabees and to celebrate the miracle of uh, the temple and it was uh, the attack and there was only found enough oil that would last for one day and then a miracle a miracle okay uh, it lasted for eight days mm. the oil lasted for eight days Neskadol Hayam Sham a great miracle happened there and uh, and and that's and that's what's on the dreidel those four letters uh, and and then and then you can play the dreidel game made, which always was terrible made it you made it out of clay right. Uh, no, no, no. These were plastic and made in China. <laughs> so let's have some fun. Because I uh, right away I'm seeing I'm going to slaughter some of this stuff. The pronunciation? Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. All right, so you name for me the 13 foods. I'll tell you if they're legit or not. Number one on the list, uh, latkes? Latkes. Latkes. So that is a potato pancake. Ah. So basically you shred up some potato, an egg, uh, salt, pepper. You want to drain uh, the potato that you shred, get the water out of there, and make a patty, and then uh, I put a little bit of onion in mine, and then you fry it. So everything is about being fried, because that's the oil uh, connection. And so basically, it's a hash brown patty, Okay. and it's awesome. You don't put locks in this. No, there's no locks in, in, in this. But with a latka, you, you can use sour cream or applesauce. 
Those are the traditional dips that go with it. See, I'm learning something already. I hear Laka, and I think uh, Andy Kaufman right. in Taxi. Thank you very much. Yes. Number two on the list, applesauce with Just the latkes. Rest Case rested right there. So the That's apple with the potato. Right. Now, I, I know the pronunciation of this. Wine number three. Well, it, wine goes with, 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 with everything. It says sometimes. Right? But, you know, the wine that we use is Manischewitz, which is basically um, a cross between sugar and lighter fluid. Um, <laughs> Manischewitz, Manischewitz is super sweet. The Concord Grape. Nothing says happy Jewish anything like Manischewitz. This one I know. Be frisket number four on the list. For Hanukkah? Yes. Well, I mean, it's just a traditional Jewish thing. Oven done the way the way uh, Grandma did it. It's uh, in Brooklyn. Prepared in a Dutch oven or roaster. Do you Dutch, Dutch oven, oven your you Dutch oven your brisket? These people dude? don't know what they're talking about. Not no one's grandma or bubby, which would be the the Yiddish word, ever had a Dutch oven. Have you ever D- cooked in a Dutch oven ever? No, no, I'm a grown up. Roasted chicken number five. Well, yeah, that's also a standard. That's a standard uh, food Shabbat kind of food. Yes. Okay, so Kuggle? Kugel. Aren't those K-U-G-E-L. The, aren't those the exercises that... Oh, oh no. that Okay, I, I'm confused. That's something else. That so, is so, That is something. Kugel. Kugel. So that is a basically a dessert item made with noodles, and it is usually made with... Um, it's, it's not ricotta cheese. Um, cheese, cinnamon, uh, things like that. Oh, when done right, Kugel's delicious. Some of the ingredients to add on your Kugel. 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 So it's... Egg noodle pudding, right, or casserole with sour cream, eggs, butter, sugar, and cottage cheese. That's it, cottage cheese. It's in, it also includes dry fruit, honey, cinnamon, and even cereal. Um, the people who put in dried fruit are uh, what is the? There's a term, um, terrible. Those people are terrible. Uh, but everything else, yeah, cocoa when done right is actually delicious. Number eight on the list, matzo ball soup. Nope. No, for 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 Hanukkah. It's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Matzo ball soup is a hot. Stop. I don't care what they said. I'm telling you, from years of having done this, plus having been circumcised in the traditional way. (laughs) And the traditional way is in front of your whole family (laughs) by a stranger. By the way, are you entertained at all how I'm slaughtering half of the You're not doing terribly. Well, we'll see after number nine. You are going to need a re-education camp. I think that's obvious. <laughs> Rugalach? Oh, you're so close. Rugala. Rugala? Rugala. So that is a cookie. And cinnamon or chocolate. You can even do it like, like apricot. Okay. Um, Rugala is sensational. Since it's, it's, so, it's like a rolled cookie where it's not a circle. It's kind of oblong in layers. So picture it's like a triangle, uh-huh. and then you've got the, the flavors in there, and then you roll it up, and then you bake it. So it's got these layers to it getting uh, close. As you get to the center, it gets thicker. Oh, Katz's Deli in New York. O- order it online. Uh, Zabar's does a good job of it as well. Uh, excellent, excellent, excellent work. If you just want a, a good representation of what it is, uh-huh. uh, Rugal is fantastic. I'm going to slaughter this. 
Number 10. It's called the Christmas tree. Oh. No, wait, no. What is it? <laughs> Sufganioi? <laughs> oh, donuts. What is the word? The, the, I, I believe they're trying to say Sufganiot. Sufganiot. Yes, donuts for the same reason as latkes. It's, it's fried in oil. Jelly donut. Any particular flavor of jelly? Nah, it doesn't matter. Jelly is jelly. Filled with jelly or custard, deep fried, and then coated with powdered sugar. Right. I get these at gas stations almost every day. Right. You've been celebrating Hanukkah your whole life. Didn't even know it. Number 11 on the list. Challah? Do you mean challah? You moron. Challah, if you hear me. You didn't know that was challah? Dude, I when should, do I come across any I of this stuff? I should hit you. When do I come across I any of absolute, this? Come on, man. Come on, man, what? You're talking to a gentleman who gets 85% of his food at a gas station. You How many times do you see that at a speedway? You haven't seen at least 20% of Yentl in your life. You should know that's challah. Uh, that's the bread, man. The the uh, twist of bread that you use for, for Friday night uh, to celebrate Shabbat uh, makes great French toast. Oh, so good. This reminds me of the episode the of bread. Seinfeld where they were fighting over the marble rye. Right. It, lo- it looks like that. It uh, doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> Number 12, Hanukkah gelt. So gelt are... Right. right. Gelt is, uh, is, is money. So they're chocolate coins. Right, it comes in a little like netting, like a net sack, and it's a great little dessert. You get to peel off the like the gold foil. It's a chocolate coin. You're like, mm, delicious. Huh? And sometimes you use them to to gamble when you're playing uh, the dreidel game, and you win the and you win the the, the gelt. And finally, number thirteen, knish. Now, a knish has nothing to do with Hanukkah whatsoever. A knish is basically a potato pie. So. Uh, it is potato in a almost like a pastry dough, I guess you want to call it, and then baked. They come round or square. Um, some people do them fried. Um, knishes, I, I love, 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 love. I think after hearing me pronou- pronounce these words, people will obviously realize I went to Tel Aviv Valley High. That's correct. Oddly enough, doing this, I, we've just made everybody Jewish. <laughs> Uh, Mazel tov, Aki. Mazel tov. The CLE... Oh, you are terrible. The CLE Chele? That's what we were smoking. Find out everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. We should never do a show when we're sick fingers. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media. On Twitter, at GoEatDrinkSmoke. On Facebook, Facebook.com slash EatDrinkSmoke. And Instagram, at EatDrinkSmokePodcast.